Hey everybody, you're listening to the Gone Gaming Podcast. This is episode 46. Today we're Lucalus. We're also Matless. And next year at E3 2019, we're gonna be Sonyless. Don't forget to check us out on Instagram at Gone Gaming Podcast and on Twitter at Real Gone Gaming. Like, subscribe, and leave us a review. For more information, you can also get us at ltdpotential.com. So sit back and relax as we're about to power on. All right, so you and I were just discussing, because uh, you absolutely did not believe me, that uh, Call of Duty Black Ops outsold Red Dead Redemption 2. Now, hold on, for the month of October. It might have had about a week on it, which is true, but as we just learned from what we were reading, um, I can't figure out who, who the article was, but um, that doesn't include digital sales. Mm-hmm. I'm curious if the reason, and then your retort to me was like, well, but everyone's just talking about Red Dead Redemption 2's, you know, billion dollars in three days sales, right? Yep. I'm wondering if that's because it's a single player game. It will have a multiplayer aspect, but you go in with this massive hype train, all these amazing perfect scores, you're not getting it to play with your friends. But then you got a game like Call of Duty Black Ops 4 where it's been out, what, a month now? Mm. And I just picked it up? Yep. Like, I, I bet you the, the adoption rate's going to be slower, especially because it's like, you're, you've got those core fans that are going to get it day one regardless, but then you have those people who are like, hmm, I didn't pre-order it, and I don't know which one of my friends are getting it, so I'll wait a day or two and see. So they're not going to make a billion dollars in 72 hours, but give it a week, and right. all of a sudden that train picks up steam. It's interesting. Yeah, I couldn't believe it when you told me. And uh, looking at the article again, you should probably try to find it. We can reference it. But um, yeah, that just takes my fingerprint. Give me a second. It's uh, it's interesting. I know it's going to sell well, but I didn't think it was going to be anywhere close to Red Dead right now. You have an iPhone X, right? Yeah. How does it make you feel that you can only have one look to unlock your phone, but I can have ten fingerprints? It's two looks now, buddy. Two looks. I get two faces. Please tell me you do Bruce Steel. <laughs> two faces. <laughs> well, hey, before we go a lot further into our uh, discussions, because I'm sure we will, um, we are only two of us right now. Cue the song, just the two of us. <laughs> Um, you and dad, but it's just, uh, and royalties at the door. <laughs> uh, we'll beep it out. Um, it's just yourself, Aiden and myself, Ashton. We're here. Just say it. What? Say it. We're Luca, Liss and Matlas. Yes. Yep. Yes, we are. We just are Lesses, two, two of us, two of them. Um, but no, today is going to be a bit of, I guess we can call it like a gorilla recording. Uh, we're not in the usual spot. Uh, we've recorded here before, but we're at a new table uh, we don't have 100% of the equipment, so we're trying something out here. We're doing a gorilla podcast. We are. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, nice and... Okay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so many jokes on <laughs> <up. laughs> like, So, if it sounds a bit different, that's why. Uh, also, for sound, again, we're missing two voices. Uh, usually, one of them is also here. We, we Normally, minimum, we're, we're three. Um, but uh, I, this is going to be special because we have a bit of a... A bond with each other. It's odd that I'm staring directly in your eyes saying this, but we're. It was uh, weird that you were staring into my eyes while I was looking elsewhere for like the last five minutes. <laughs> but uh, so this will be a fun. I think this is gonna be a good recording. So yeah, yeah. Well, thanks. Do we have thanks. To- Thank you for like absolutely <laughs> shutting that. So, down. Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, it's like you, you just turn around and say, "Oh, uh, we have this bond." But it's like, all right, let's just let's play catch up. We're family. Yeah. yeah. I'm Aiden. You're Ashton. Yeah. Okay. And we're related. We're related. <laughs> 
You'd never know if you met us in person. <laughs> no, not we at all. Couldn't look more apart. Yeah, absolutely. You so, would essentially be African American, and I'd be ginger. Like that would. <laughs> okay, that's a stretch. But yeah, we look different. I, 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 I get. Sorry, really if anyone's offended. So, um, uh, going back to your article that you read here, let's. Uh, it's by back. Venture Beat. So okay. basically, the article header was October 2018 NPD Call of Duty still outsells Red Dead Redemption Two. Uh, basically, the entire gaming industry taking into PC hardware sales, console hardware sales, and game. No, no digital sales were figured into this. The month of October 2018 was an all-time high in the United States with a total of $1.55 billion spent on video games. My goodness. Um, our parents were wrong. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone's wrong. It's a whole lot of money. Yeah. Um, I'm just going to quickly go through like the top five games. Um, sure. Call of Duty came out number one. This is October. Uh, for October, yes. Call of Duty came out number one. Red Dead Redemption 2 came out as number two. Assassin's Creed Odyssey was number three. Uh, the joke I made or sort of the distinction I made was all of these are well critically received games. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you think top. reviews aren't important they, <laughs> to the companies, yeah. they really are. Yeah, absolutely. Um you know what's really funny? I don't think any one of these three games had a non-disclosure agreement. I think, um, oh, what's that called in the gaming industry? We are the uninformed source. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm drawing a blank. Yeah, I know exactly what it is. Where they're not allowed to discuss anything. Yeah, it's an like, embargo. Well, an embargo, yeah. yeah. I don't think any of these games had embargoes either. I think they no, had they reviews well, well in advance. No, 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 they did. They did? Yeah, 100% they did. Red Dead didn't? Yeah, you just didn't hear about it. People played it. Like oh, when you, okay. yeah, yeah, there's other podcasts out there of people that are well, well off more than we are. Uh, they've had copies of it, and when they were able to review it, most of them were either done the game over eighty percent done. Like they've been playing it for weeks. Yeah, absolutely. When you're getting paid to do this, you you go and you yeah, get. But you do have an embargo, right? You do have yeah. an embargo. Um, I don't think Odyssey did. There were reviews a couple of days before. I remember that, and then NBA Two K nineteen, and then Super Mario Party. Yeah, I wonder if Super Mario Party. Um, would be see. I wonder if that being number five. Like I heard huge things about that game from like three people because I only know three people on a Switch. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And I wonder if that's like because I know like I'm curious to see how Pokemon Go, Eevee, Pikachu do because mm-hmm. uh, I now know two more people who bought Switches just in the last week for Black Friday sales. Right. Just for that game. Oh really? Yep. See, I was debating, debating. Hard debate. Yeah, dude, to get one you talk for Smash Bros. Where's Matt for this? Because I'm telling you right now, it's not Smash Bros. Um, the no, for me, it would be Smash Bros. The misses and I are actually debating getting one. Yeah. Uh, the price has finally become semi reasonable. It's twenty dollars off of the console, but I mean, yeah. like the games are now fifty. So bucks. reasonable. Well, it's the games are fifty off. bucks. Yeah, yeah. Um, and um, I don't know. It's just like we were kind of talking about it. We're like, you but know, for what sh- game? She's loves Zelda. Absolutely yep. loves everything Zelda. I'm still surprised her and Matt have not met. Okay. Um, I just want Skyrim on the go. Yeah. Yeah. I see. So there's two products yeah. I, I've literally played, and I've literally played not to completion Skyrim on every single console or platform has ever come out on, except for two. So Alexa. I was gonna say <laughs> if you didn't say that, I was gonna add that in. Yeah. I'm waiting because there's a particular item I'm looking to potentially get in the near future, which potentially uses Alexa. Mm-hmm. Um, and then um, the Switch. Okay. But I still can't bring myself to do it. No, I'm not there yet. 
But uh, yeah, Black Friday again, it's 20 bucks. If it was, once it drops in price, like I mean drops in price, I'll consider it. Just right now, I've there's too much. 249 for a PS4, which plays games in 1080p, 30 and 60 frames. Netflix, blue, yes, I know enough 4K Blu-ray, Luca, okay. Uh, <laughs> He's but, here in spirit. Just yes, to, I heard him in, I in my voice. I breathing on the back of your neck. <laughs> but yeah, you know, you got Blu-ray, I, I get it. And then it's 249. I just... I want to give credit to, um, oh my goodness, I don't know who to give credit to. And I'm really sorry if anyone with any sense watches this and knows better, please let me know in the comments. Um, I know we'll get to talking about Sony, but it, just what you just said there, um, Spyro came out. Yes. Uh, the 4K Blu-ray thing, I have, to, I have to talk about this right now and just get it out because I've been dying to talk to you about this. Sure. Um, but I chose not to text you. <laughs> Sony has sold off two of their biggest money-making products that were their proprietary softwares. One of them is, and people, I didn't know this, I didn't think about it for a long time, Spyro was, was for the longest time, Sony's mascot. It was their proprietary game. Mm-hmm. That was it during the PlayStation 1 era and everything like that. It was like Spyro was like, I don't know what. Well, uh, Crash it was and like, Spyro were the big yeah, mascots for them. Neither of them are Sony properties. Hmm. Because Sony sold it off to Activision. Right. Crash, Spyro, Crash, Crash is Naughty Dog. It is Naughty Dog. And like Blu-ray. Really? Blu-ray. Sony invented Blu-ray. Like Sony yeah. was the main. They sold it off. Right? I mean, like they, they, they don't have the controlling interest anymore. Like they sold off the patents and everything. I didn't know that. And so that's that right. Well, I knew that for a long time. I thought we've talked about that before. I was just talking about how it's, it's crazy the decisions that Sony's have made. Right? Mm-hmm. I bring that up because we're going to talk about Sony a little later. But... I, as soon as I, I, I heard that, I was like, oh, my goodness. That's weird. Sony's making some weird decisions. I don't want to jump into that right away. All right. Because um, it was like spoiler alert. We haven't even gotten to there. I know. I just I got too excited. <laughs> no kidding. All right. <laughs> I made a mess. Reel it back. Reel it back. So what we, that didn't sound right. <laughs> what we normally do when we start off this, because we just kind of dove into a, a good chat. Um, but what have you been playing? Mm. let's slow it down let's let's okay. bring it back to the beginning so if you go back a few podcasts mm-hmm. you'll hear me go i'm gonna get black ops 4 <laughs> and then you hear me go for quite a while going no i'm not gonna get to it. hell with that yeah exactly yeah. no not gonna happen and uh yesterday i bought black ops 4 out of boy but for the first time today yeah um mostly what have i been playing uh fall 76 okay yeah, uh, yeah. guys bethesda me Bad relationships. And it came out. It's love-hate. Right? Yeah. It, it released a few weeks ago, so yeah, why not play it? It's, I love it. I like, I, I'm enjoying it, but I get the hate. Mm-hmm. I've never seen a game so universally despised. Right. No Man's Sky looked great right now in media. You know what's interesting about it um, is I've read a few things about uh, the backlash on Fallout 76 um, I sent the group a video, which was hilarious, and we talked about it, where three guys dropped three nukes at once already this early, and they crashed the server. That was hilarious. But the one thing that... There's an article I read, I think it was on... Oh, shoot. All right, shame on me. I can't remember where I read it. But um, it uh, talked about if you watch the conference where... Um, What's the gentleman's name from Bethesda? Who's their main guy? Todd Howard. Todd Howard, thank you. When he's on stage talking about all the cool things you can do, and looking at the game now, seeing the... <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Again, you're, we're going to wing it today. Um, we're physically holding the microphone. And, and seeing if what he said came to fruition. And part of it was like the graphics, right? He said the graphics are going to be 
gorgeous. The, they are. They are, but I've heard, again, I haven't played it, that they're not as good. They're almost on par on what Fallout 4 was. Like, they're not more revolutionary. Not like, even close. Really? To, yeah, absolutely not even close. Like, they're way better. Now, like, way better to... Lighting, shadowing, Way better textures. for Fallout? Or way better as in, way oh my god, these... Fallout, okay, yes. there you go. Yeah. So, it, they talked about that. And then... Um, now, granted, Fallout 3... So, bring up arguments, because I've got great counter-arguments. I don't really have arguments. No, but like, read. No, no, but you play the audience, and, yeah, I'll, and, and I'm going to smack uh, them all down. And then they, they talked about uh, the world itself. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and I can't remember the, again, I'm going off memory here. I can't remember the quote, but Todd Howard mentioned something about the world. Um, the map is four times larger than Fallout 4. It is big. Uh, something about people. Oh, I guess when you're playing the game, you're going to be interacting with um, other players, yep. right? Do it every day. Um, and I can't remember how he kind of phrased it. Todd Howard phrase, and then this guy in the article was, but a lot of things that people complain about is that the world is very empty. Like, there's no NPCs. It is a map that is so large right? that 26 players per server, you don't run into them often. Now, to counter-argue that, mm-hmm. Pete Hines, who is one of the lead game designers of this game, so Todd Howard's like the spokesperson, director. He's the face. Pete Hines is like the actual like, game guy. He doesn't like multiplayer games, and he said that at the same conference. He said, for you players out there who aren't interested, you can block all other players on the server mm-hmm. and play your own game. You'll still see them, but you don't have to interact with them. Right. He did say that you can play for hours at a time without running into another player. That was almost his words. He, mm-hmm. he said that he's been playing it himself. He's played the game through and testing and everything. And he has literally gone with 26 people on the server. He walked around for like an hour. See, if we were a video podcast when we released this, I'd just like... Attach the clips yeah. to it. <laughs> well, we're not, so move it. Yeah, anyways. So. But you've, you've said yourself that the game's, you know, you've had fun playing it, which is good. It has many, many flaws. Right. Is it worse than No Man's Sky? Not by far. There have been many worse games have come out even in the last year. But than No Man's Sky? No, than Fallout 76. <laughs> I don't think there's any game worse than No Man's Sky. <laughs> Which is hard to say because No Man's Sky is getting good. I've heard. Which is, this is again, Rainbow Six came out yeah. years ago. People hated was it. Was that Siege? Yeah, Rainbow Six Siege. There yeah. was no balancing. Everything was a meta. All you do is play one type of character, one gun, one way. Years later, when you think they're shutting the servers off, they're giving up. You do this massive update. And now it's become one of the biggest digital selling games and one of the most highest concurrent players crazy competitively it's insane yeah like it it rivals like overwatch and stuff like that so uh, my biggest fear is that this game may not see it's just desserts they're gonna fix it uh they did send out a letter before the game came out that this is a work in progress Mm -hmm. they've never done bethesda's never touched anything like this before um could they have taken more time Mm -hmm. absolutely are they using an outdated engine Absolutely. Uh, does it have all the same bugs? Essentially, Fallout 4 did? Absolutely. Uh, are the graphics better? Yes, v- much better. There are a lot of performance issues, but with only certain settings turned on, and they're not mandatory settings. They're not graphics-related settings. They're extra settings. And already in the um, first week patch, they fixed so many things. They unlocked the frame rate, which Bethesda never does. Really? They're unlocking a field of view filter, which is the most the reason why people essentially play PC games, um, which Bethesda never does. They're they're giving into every 
demand. And yet people are, are bitter because what there's one of the biggest complaints and one of the most highly requested features I've heard is that, so you're constantly walking around, you're limited to how much weight you can store or hold on you. Then you have a stash. Your stash is accessible throughout the entire world at certain locations. It's a shared inventory, essentially 400 pounds, regardless what's in it. Everyone's complaining. They're like, I'm literally like, they're like, Oh, you can get to level hundred in this game. And by like level 15, you can max that thing out. It can be your stash essentially become over encumbered. So I was a little perturbed by that, but I don't think I said that word right at all, but they then came out with an explanation. Think of it this way. 26 players on a single server, each with an insane amount of trackable items on their body and then a stash of thousands of trackable items that have to be accessible everywhere in the world. It's not that they limited because they're a-holes. They limited it because it's a technical issue. So you can play. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) So they said they're looking into it. They're pushing. They're they're looking at where they can find the extra power, do what they need to do Mm -hmm. to do it. But yeah, it's people just... I'm worried that this is not Bethesda. The game has issues, yes. Mm-hmm. There's reasons to be frustrated. But the amount of hate it's getting that every review is bad is twofold. One, it's unfinished. They didn't need to bring it out already. Right. All right. Get mad at them for that. Full price. Go into alpha. Go into beta. Three quarters of the price. Something like that. Absolutely. Early adopters. You know what you're getting into. No one would have been mad. If they came out with like a... like. What is uh what's that game? DZ has been mm-hmm. out for like five years. PUBG's and it been just in went into beta. Yeah. PUBG's out of on PC. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Shows you much. And that's when everyone stopped playing it. <laughs> when they <laughs> open up the servers to the entire world and then people just started hacking the servers. Yeah. Okay. Um so they could have they could have run a beta for like a year for like fifty five ninety nine. And people would have and that's Canadian folks, so 30 bucks US. Um, yeah. <laughs> and people would have been completely happy. The tone would have been different. And then yes, the, very. the second side of that, and this is where I'll end this, is hate trains. Like a hype train, they exist. People need to start becoming aware of this. Like I said, <laughs> The Last Jedi, yeah, sorry. <laughs> the Last Jedi, no man, Scott. <laughs> it's like, we stop, okay, so reviews are super important, but I think social media reviews are more important than like news outlets. I don't really go to IGN for my reviews. Everyone knows they're bought and paid for. They're great people. They're entertaining. I still watch the reviews, but I take away the grain of salt. But those social media people that are out there, uh, Rad Brad and other like famous people who stream two, three, four, five thousand concurrent watchers at one time. When they say the game's good, people go out and buy it. When they say the game is bad, People say it's bad, but the problem with social media is that when everyone's saying it's bad and you're the one person who says it's good, your fan base will turn on you. Mm-hmm. So once Brad Brad, now I'm not saying he said it was bad. I'm just, sorry, buddy. I'm just you're the first name that came to my head. But once this one person says it's one, you know, streamer says it's bad, popular, social media based, the next streamer says it's bad, the next, the next, the next, and it becomes a hate train. And the fan base is these hundreds of thousands of views they get in 24 hours, millions of views they get yeah. within a week. Everyone's just looking at this going, I trust you. You're an entertainer. I'm going to do it. Yeah. I'm going to hate it too. I don't like it. And I think they hold more weight over the gaming community right now than your, than your, you know, Greg Miller's and I, uh, Brian, I want to say Brian, Paul Tom. 
I always want to see Brian. Bert- uh, what's the guy from South Park? What would Brian Bertano do? Would <laughs> 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 sure you kick ass or do? Well, you, Brian do? you uh, summed up what I think is called the internet. Yeah. So, yeah, it's uh, you're right. It's true. Um, and it's everywhere. It, it's exactly true. But uh, okay, so you've been playing Fallout. You've been enjoying it, which is good. That was a really long answer to a simple question. I'm it so was. Sorry. Thank you, Kevin um, Smith. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you're my role model. Please call me. So it's. Uh, I'm trying to think. So for me, uh, if you're done, hey, Ashen, Ashen, yeah, Ashen, what have you been playing? Thank you. Yeah. Uh, for me, I've been playing a whole buttload of Red Dead. Um, that's really it. Like I have, I have uh, Blackout, and I'm just Blackout. Jeez, uh, Black Ops Four, and yeah, yeah, you can literally just call it Blackout because I'm pretty sure that's what the that's what everybody play. plays. But I, I yet, but ever since Red Day came out, I haven't really touched it. When they dropped the Newtown maps, because that was a weird thing. You got Blackout or Black Ops Four. Um, Black Ops is known for Newtown and their zombies, right? And then the game releases with no Newtown map for multiplayer. So it took a few weeks. The uh, they updated it. Map is in. It's fun. They made it like Russia. Uh, Are you going to go into a diatribe about Red Dead? Because if so, I need to cut you off and just make one comment about Black Ops. Sure. What have you? What have you been playing? Red Dead. Talk about that. We'll come back to Black Ops. Because you look at me like that with that that look. It's like I'm sorry to cut you off, but it's like ah. But now you did, and now you're making I'm, me go back to where I was. Do you see what you just did here? I have played about three hours of online, mm-hmm. and I've seen two new maps. They're all the original maps. Is that what they've done? Yes. It's awesome. They brought back a lot of the, like, the best maps. Everyone's favorite uh, maps. I will agree back. that they're amazing maps. Mm-hmm. But did I... I just... Call the remaster then. Don't charge me full price. <laughs> Mind <laughs> you, I didn't get a full price because Black Friday sales. But <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, they, they brought back okay. like favorite maps. Like Slums is back. But is there um, only like two new maps? No, there's a lot. I love the one on the ski hill. Yeah. I love that. That was fun. So anyways, enough yes, about yeah. that. Sorry, that's all um, No, Red Dead, I again, just like two weeks ago, and it got its hooks into me, and now I can't stop playing it. And uh, I finally, finally found that white Arabian horse that everyone was talking about. That took me probably like four hours of searching for. Was it in the second location, not the first? No, it was in the area I was in, but I didn't walk forward enough. <laughs> so I may have seen it multiple times, but completely missed it. But uh, I got that, so that was pretty cool. I'm about 45% per- overall completion. Wow. But I think story, I'm only like 34. Mm. So I've done every, every, I may have missed one or two of the white missions, which are like side quests and stuff. Yeah. I've done every single one. Yeah. So I've, I've, if I'm on my way to do a mission and that pops up, I'll pull off track. That's just me. It, it, it clicks. I'm like, ooh, piece of candy. Ooh, piece of candy. <laughs> so I'll go and I'll do that. Um, but man, it's it's. It's fun. I can't... I don't know what it is. I can't stop playing it. So are you, have you experienced any of the like most known bugs yet? Have you lost anyone from your cam? No. Have you... No? No, I haven't. I haven't had... I don't think I've had any of those issues. The only issue I had is I did a... Um, you never walked far enough? I did a side <laughs> mission, and I opened up a weapon case, took out a weapon, looked like a rifle of some sort, and this is, I'm in a town where you are limited, you can't use weapons, so when you walk in, like, your item wheel, the weapon wheel's gone. You're not allowed to use your weapons in this town. And so, go figure, I'm in this spot, it's a little hidden thing, and I find a weapon. 
So I saw it was a rifle. I'm thinking, oh, cool. And I have quite a few at this point. He puts it on his back or whatever. And again, you can't access the weapon wheel. But then I'm on my horse. I leave the town. Weapon wheel pops up. I didn't find anything new. So I don't know if I lost it or I don't know if I already owned the gun and I just happened to find the similar one. I think that's what it might have been. But I was a little disappointed. I'm like, oh, wicked. I opened a new case. I got a new gun and I don't have a new gun. Yeah, it's kind of interesting because like you can pull for the limited time that I played the game, you could pull a gun chest out from under a bed. It would have like the school field, mm-hmm. but you could pick up a rusty school field off a yeah. person. So the question would be is if you already had pulled the school field off of somebody, you'd, you know, justifiably murdered in cold blood and justifiably. good old, good old Western ways. Mm-hmm. What, when you, same idea, you, you go to this place, you pull out the gun thing. I think the school field's in the bank job or the, the back room of the medical yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's I what the school is. Yep. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what happened, but yeah. the gun disappeared. See, that's what I think it is. It's like you already own it. But it, see, this these were some of my complaints. So is the real issue that you picked up a gun and disappeared? Or did you pick up a gun you already had and the game was like, <laughs> <laughs> You don't need this. Like you need we'll take to know care when a fox isn't in the region. The, yeah. But. <laughs> the weird thing is I will say about picking up guns as well, and it's – took me a while because I'm, I'm obviously when I play it I get very protective of my stuff I work hard I find things and so you can only carry so many weapons at once right which we know but then I'll find a new gun I'll find a shotgun sitting on you know over on a mantle that it, it's a brand new gun I want to pick it up but it says press L1 to swap with the gun you have all of a sudden I drop my rifle and I pick up the shotgun I was like whoa 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 I don't I, I still want my rifle so I, at the beginning, I would run back to the horse, put the rifle back, empty that out, go back, pick up the other gun. But I think what happens is when you pick up a new gun and you drop one of your current, it automatically kind of falls back into your horse. Like it registers that is your gun. You own it already. Yeah. It's the same thing where, and I did this with my hats. I'd be in a fight. I'd lose my hat. I'd be running back to that field to find my hat. You don't need to. Get on your horse, go back to your hat wheel, and it's there. So that took me a bit to get used to. The gun thing, too, it's like I got some nice ones, and again, I swap them out. I don't want to lose them. But I think as long as you own them, the moment you pick it up and goes into your pendium or compendium, then you're you're fine. And then that, that again, is what brings me back to the Red Dead thing where people were giving it all this praise about, oh, it's realism Mm -hmm. and it's accuracy and stuff. And I go, but it reminds you it's a game. But it constantly reminds you it's a (laughs) video game. So and that takes me out. Um I know we'll probably um, I, we should at some point do um, an episode on uh, gaming. Oh, you guys did it last year, and I think you've kept up. What do you call that again? New Year's resolutions, but yeah, gaming resolutions. resolutions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh definitely. man, I should follow up on where I am, but yes. Um, I, I'm going to jump ahead and already say that there's going. I don't know what the keywords are yet. I'm going to write them down and get ready for the episode. But mm-hmm. essentially, like there are specific terms that I'm either going to drink. Or just punch a random person when the industry uses them. Okay. So things like I'm getting these hype words are really starting to get in me. So <clears throat> the number one thing I heard from anyone who asked me, because everyone knows I love Fallout. So this fall came out. And one of my best friends asked me, they're like, is it immersive enough? And I said, you are lucky you texted me that. Because I would have hit you. Okay. Immersive is one. It's an experience. But if you want immersion, touch another human being. You want immersion, try VR. That's the closest thing you'll get. I was going to say, play VR. VR or augmented reality or something. Mm-hmm. That's immersive. Yeah. Dunk your head in water. 
immerse yourself in that. <laughs> I'm going to kill this joke, but you get what you get. We're going that. This immersion. Mm-hmm. Realism. The, when I said that, that's what kind of sparked my memory on this rant is realism. No video game is going to be real. Right. Because it's a video game. Battlefield 5 is taking a ton of flack from its player base. Mm-hmm. Much like the Fall, um, Fall 76, Battlefield 5. The key to a successful game might be taking numbers out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, just call them something new. Um, or make a new game. <laughs> yeah. Make a, yeah. Hey. Oh, but I'm so hey, excited for Cyberpunk. Sequel, oh, it sequel has numbers in the name. It does. Damn it. Anyways. Um, and that whole thing where it's like you can't have a realistic game. And there's no such thing as immersion. And sorry, the to finish the thing about Battlefield Five is that the people when they were talking about all these modifications and all these customizations you can make for your characters, people were like, "Well, that breaks the authenticity of a simulation shooter." Word number two, folks. No, that's word number three. Oh, I missed yeah. that. Okay, sorry. Authenticity. Yeah. Immersion. Yeah, those are the and two. Realism. Oh, okay, realism. Like these, these are hype words that like the Todd Howards of the world stand on a stage. They say this, and then the game comes out, and he goes, "I'm still sitting in my living room in my pajamas with a controller in my hand." Yeah. All right. I get it. Yeah, I get it. All right. Off your soapbox. So, so, so what are we really here to talk about? Well, the last thing I'll say about Red Dead, and now that I've actually been doing things in it, not just hunting, um, one of my favorite things about the game, oddly enough, well, not oddly enough, is all the side missions I find way more entertaining, not not necessarily better, because they are some of them are whatever they are. They're not great, or they're really short, but they're probably the most entertaining side missions I've ever ever played okay and some of the hidden things you can do amazing so now now i'm gonna ask you yeah for the folks at home for the people who play this game have you found the pig farm yet no i haven't well see i i'm not bernathy pig farm you haven't been there yet i've been to one but i don't know i don't remember being as like kind of what you're saying i've i've we'll talk about it after because i'm gonna get lost in my words here but uh, I don't think so, but I've done some really, really fun things, and I don't want to say too much because I know Luca right. will probably listen. Have to this. you had the experience where you meet somebody, mm-hmm. something happens to you, okay? You wake up somewhere else, and it's very clear. I'll put it politely: no. you were violated. No. Yes, you haven't <laughs> had that yet. No, I haven't. Wow. Okay. Well, like I said, I had fun things happen to me. <laughs> it's funny because the two things I said are well, it depends. Depends what perspective you look at. <laughs> it's not fun for you. No. So that's the, probably the best thing about this game is the side missions, the quirky people you meet, and the hidden things that, yeah, I, I look some stuff up and I'm reading because I just don't have time to find it because you never will. If you're just walking around, chances are you're never going to run into this stuff. So you happen to read a few articles, I'm like, I want to do that. And when you do it, man, it's satisfying. So it's a lot of fun, but... Uh, I, I got to get through it more. I will agree with you. The side missions, the little white circle missions, oh my God. way better. So good. they're they're almost the like people you meet. They're less restrictive. They're almost more. They're it's it's a freer experience than the story. The story like really takes an open world game and just like puts you in a small little box, right? And there's nothing you can say or do about it. Yeah. Um, I think with those ones, you you can they can talk at you and you can walk around the house or walk around while they're doing. You can but draw your gun. It's fun. Right, it's not leading the story anywhere. The story, it's not uh, taking the characters in, in any kind of uh, direction. It's just 
fun, and a lot of them are goofy, which actually is, you know, the fun part about Rockstar, because then you look at Grand Theft Auto, it's a satire, right? Um, so anyways, that's what we've been playing. <laughs> <laughs> that about wraps it up for the night, thanks for... <laughs> yeah, so what no, I wanted no. to do, what I really wanted to do today, because we have been away for a few weeks, um, and it's just circumstances hey man, people gone are gaming gone yeah, literally we're actually doing what our, our biannual podcast <laughs> <laughs> so one thing happened in the industry that was pretty pretty wild pretty shocking um and it ruffled a few feathers there's a lot of stir about it there's a lot of people who have major opinions on it and wanted to hear what the group thought and right now the group is you and i if you're gonna say what i think you're gonna say i think i'm gonna embody a little bit of luca for a moment okay so what was announced recently and what happens around this time is prep for E3. So E3 is next June. Yeah. Uh, and for anyone who tries to prep any sort of thing, it takes months of planning. And right now is when all the vendors are prepping for E3. And uh, they're trying to figure out who's going to be there, layouts, yada, yada, yada. So the big news that came out uh, last week, I think, or early this week, was... Sony. Yeah, that was early this weekend. The PlayStation, the <laughs> biggest, highest selling, you know, uh, console, console of this generation, of this generation yes. yeah. is not going to be there at all. They're they're not at E3, and I if I you know don't quote me on it, but I'm close. It's the first time they haven't been at E3 in twenty three twenty five years. Yep. Well, ever since PlayStation 1, probably, essentially, yeah. So, yeah, and they didn't say why. They, I guess they don't need to. They're Sony, but Sony pulled out of V3 this year. Okay. So. And also. Are we talking still more Sony, or are you talking E3? Sony, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Not only that, so that's next year. That's June 2019, E3. Sony also canceled PSX this year, yep. which is in December. And that was, I think, like a last-minute thing, as I think they had it planned. I think they took the whole, um, what is that called, parable of um, quit while you're ahead. Right. A little too seriously. <laughs> <laughs> Literally quit. So here's what I want to talk about, and we'll do it in, in a few stages maybe. But first off, what are your thoughts on just that? So Sony... 23 plus years, been at E3, been a staple at E3, maybe even had some yeah. of the biggest booths and, and some of the best they games. Many years, yeah. yeah. Not, there, not there in 2019. What do you think that means? Like, why would you think they would do it? What do you think that means for Sony? So the skeptic in me wants to believe that they had a really bad 2018 E3 and I don't know. They know. I don't know. I th okay. I wanted to make this shorter than it's gonna be longer, but as soon as I open my mouth, it's a story, and I apologize. I'll keep you on track. Let's go. <laughs> okay, thank you. Um, essentially, I I think Sony is having their reaction the same way Blizzard is to the Diablo mobile game. That bad? I no. Hear me out. <laughs> here's here's the punchline. <laughs> I don't think they understand the negative reaction they got from E3 2018. I think they went in thinking this was going to be an experience. They thought this was like, we're going to have this separate area and it's going to be cool. We're going to have musicians playing the actual, like, um, the official soundtracks, the people who wrote it. We're going to have this 
PlayStation experience. This is the word they've been running with for quite a while, mm-hmm. the experience. And people walked out of it going, well, that was a waste of time. I didn't need to leave that building to come to this building for that because then we stopped for 30 minutes, went back to that building. Right. And I don't think they know why or what they did wrong. And I think this is them stumbling. So that's my skeptical approach. Okay. My semi-hopeful approach is they are lining up the biggest, baddest event for PlayStation 5 ever. Thank you. So... And here, and I, I love this moment because I don't have, and sorry guys, I don't have Luca shutting me down, kicking me off my, my stool here, and kicking dirt in my face. And I don't have Matt who's sitting there laughing and spinning on me at the same time. While so, playing Breath of the Wild. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, the sorry boys, you're going to have to take this one and we can probably chat about it later. But, um, rumblings around social media go for broke they're not here i'm not going to stop you so go for broke uh rumblings around social media and other news outlets other podcasters they think this is a, a bad thing and that's what i've been hearing it's like how could they do this why would they do this this doesn't make any sense they couldn't wrap their head around it now again we're the uninformed source i'm a guy who just likes sony they're not perfect um i have they have many faults that i've admitted to right so I get that. But when I look at where they've come this year, you look at the PS5 is imminent, called a year and a half away, right? If that. Um, they've, uh, they've softly announced it. Essentially, they said they it's have. in development. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Next console's in development. So you look at E3 2017, where they literally blew their load. Essentially, they showed everything. No release dates, but they showed everything. That was one of Luca's biggest pet peeves is they want E3, but no release dates. These are games coming out in two, three years. But they literally said, guys, here's like the, the rest of our life cycle for the PS4. Here's all the games coming out. And you know what? But I think that's like, <laughs> I think that's actually almost in the honor of E3. Because isn't that really what it's meant to be, right? right? The Electronics uh, Entertainment Expo. To show like, you everything coming out in the future. Yeah. Right? Let's, let's take the next step. So there was 2017. Then came 2018, which we, you touched on. Not great for a conference. They showed pretty much everything we've already seen, just in more detail. Yeah. And if you look at what they showed, some of their biggest games are still not out yet. They're still com- no, no release dates. No real no, release no, date. no new in- but we're looking, we're looking at probably quite a few of those in 2019, to the latter end of 2019, right? Last of Us 2, um, you got Days Gone, which got pushed into 2019. Um, you have, uh, oh, Death Stranding. Again, massive game. Still know nothing about it, though. <laughs> it's just like, <laughs> that's something complete. That's, that's Death Stranding right now looks more like a technical review, like preview right. than it does a video game. But that's Kojima. You'll never understand his games. So they I have all these. The, <laughs> you have all these massive releases, these massive single-player games that still don't have release date, which are we're expecting 2019 to potentially early 2020. So... You had they had probably the best 2018. X, I'm sorry, Xbox didn't come close to touching them this year in terms of the games they released in software. Nintendo had an amazing year, and I'll get to them about E3 in a second. Um, but Sony, they they've shown everything, and you're going to have the people that are like, okay, well, what about the indies? What about the third parties? And I'm like, well, you know, at the, at the end of the day, Microsoft showed all their third parties, which were coming to Sony. 
But if you have a, one of the 84 million uh, PlayStation owners, you're going to buy that third-party game on that end, on that system anyways. So they don't. I know it might be some people are like it's disrespect to the third parties because now they're not being represented by Sony. But you're going to buy that game anyways on Sony, right? The chances are. Um, well, so they don't need to be there. Like Sony doesn't need to be there. Yeah. Now, come E3 of 2019, do we really need to see more of Death Stranding? Do no. we need to see more of Last of Us 2? Ex- no, no yeah. I don't want to. Yeah. And let's face it, I don't think they have any other bullets in their gun for the, for the end of the life cycle of the PS4. In fact, some of these games could be launched for PS5. I actually, I'm gonna, I have to stop you there. I, you hit the nail on the head. I think that might, the, like, the hopeful part of me thinks that's why they're they have nothing to show. Exactly. And that's why it's, I don't understand. They already said to the press, PlayStation 4's at end of life. Yeah. PlayStation 5 is in development. Problem is, it's not ready now. Mm-hmm. And all these games we've seen, I'm sorry, I have a PS4 Pro that can barely run Red Dead Redemption 2. Right. And you look at The Last of Us 2. There's no way that hardware is going to run that like Death that. Stranding. Death Strand. Yeah, Death Stranding. The, just the particle systems and the physics mm-hmm. on the grass, the ambient occlusion actually, um, which is how light kind of bends around objects and makes them look more three-dimensional um, and sort of have texture and context to them. Last of Us 2 is a technological marvel mm-hmm. looking at the grass, the way she was climbing underneath that truck. And then she climbs out, she runs, she's in the she's in the parking, the um the refused parking garage or whatever you call it, the decayed right. um, parking garage and that whole sequence. Like, I, I've i got a pretty high-spec PC. <laughs> I've still not really seen anything like that was something else. That's right. not PlayStation 4 hardware. There's no way. Yeah, I, I don't know. And so that's kind of my whole thing where – and again, they're probably coming at it. And when I say they, um, the other people in the actual industry, uh, yeah. podcasters and stuff – they're probably looking at it as, you know, how can Sony not go? How can they not be present at E3? Like, they're a staple there. But for me, looking at it, again, as an outside source, just as a fan, they have really, I, I got to imagine, nothing else to show. Now, is that a good thing, that they have nothing else to show? They got another year, at least, and no other games to, to really boast on. Like, yeah. is that good? It's not great for us. Um, it's kind of like the reverse start of the PlayStation 3 generation. <laughs> right. <laughs> we came out with like three launch titles and that was it for the first year. Yeah. Um, I know that when the PlayStation 4 was announced and all this hoopla about it, I followed Mark Surdy, the lead developer, uh, behind Sony's PlayStation hardware. They, he, he wrote the OS and stuff for PlayStation 3. I followed him to a T. I haven't heard a peep or a word out of this guy in a couple of years, actually, now. Mm-hmm. Um, something's happening. Um, I don't like talking about speculation. Right. I, I don't like to leave things um, open-ended, but something's happening over there. New yeah. CEO. I'm, I'm curious if there's going to be not a rebranding, but getting rid of the moniker of, like, not PlayStation because it's the place to play. Yeah. You know, they, they're not going to completely rebrand, but following the norm, the only way to be successful following the norm is to give people the same great thing. We just talked about Black Ops 4 being one of the highest selling games and beating Red Dead 2. And Black Ops 4 literally just 
like my complaint was gave everything that people loved about the current generation of gaming, Fortnite Battle Royale, with all the things you love about the Black Ops series. Mm-hmm. The same maps, the same specialists. Essentially, it's like, you know, reskinning their own product, but adding everything that everyone loves. And right. Sony's breaking away from the norm. They're getting ready for something, good right. or bad. They're doing something different. Yeah. And I feel like the only way to be successful is to do that. Because if you look at the company CD Projekt Red, um, and for those people who um, have heard me in the past pronounce it Sede, I'm just getting really tired of explaining <laughs> the pronunciation. I, it's CD Projekt Red. I'm Canadian. Um cyberpunk you're talking about like look at horizon zero dawn a first party developer who only makes first person shooters makes a third like third person game at open world they don't do open world they don't do third party uh sorry third person that was a complete breaking of their conventions massive success Mm -hmm. cyberpunk 2077 is the most hyped up and coming game yeah hopefully for end of next year Watching the 48-minute technical gameplay, I don't think it's going to... I don't think it's... I don't think it needs the PS5 or Xbox mm-hmm. 11. Um, sorry. <laughs> X2. Well, uh, yeah. Go on. They're XS. Um, uh, I just said 11 because I, I associated the X with 10. Because the <laughs> iPhone... <laughs> Move on. Move sorry, on. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Squirrel. This is... <laughs> All right. That doesn't work well over. No, it doesn't. No, no one got that. They just heard the awkward pause. All right. So, um, I, I, Cyberpunk is coming from a developer that makes third-party open-world RPGs, and they're doing a first-person linear open-world, like a right. blend. And I think the only there's only two ways to be successful: continue making the same shapes from the same, you know, basically cookie cutter. The expressions in itself. Mm-hmm. And just keep adding what people love to it to be successful. Just keep adding the seasoning of whatever it loves. Or, or you have to completely break from convention. Right. So I want to be an optimist for once in my life. Mm-hmm. I think that's what somebody's doing, especially with a new uh, leader. Yeah. Somebody new at the wheel. All right. Let's take this in a completely different direction. I, I really hope so. And we talked about how, again, they're not doing PSX this year, which was big for people as well. So if you think about it, the last conference Sony had was E3, I believe. Um, so E3, PSX in December, E3 next June is already a year, right? So essentially we're looking at almost 18 months if they wait till next PSX next year without an actual official conference. Yeah. Now that doesn't mean Sony throughout their blog, throughout other means of social media aren't going to debut stuff, aren't going to say things, aren't going to say, hey, this is coming out. Hey, we got a new gold headset coming out and all this jazz. Check out this game. They're going to still debut things, but having an actual conference, I think we could be looking at either a special one that shows up out of the blue. Yeah, I was going to go down that route. Or we're looking PSX in 2019. Yeah, I'm kind of curious if they're going to kind of actually step around E3. Yeah. So you know how like um they'll still do throughout E3, don't kid yourself. There's going to be the indie games and I'm sure they'll say something. Hey, check out this new game. There's going to be a new VR, you know, game that they're going to throw out there. And there's there's going to be stuff that they're going to talk about during E3. They're just not there. Okay. And my hope is that that's either there there's two things how I see this playing out and you kind of talked about it is they looked at how not great last year went. 
They have you know new leadership coming in. They got an imminent PS5 release. They got again no other big games coming out this year that we don't know of because it's a little too late. They've already announced everything that's coming out for the big titles for the rest of the PS4 lifecycle. So really, the I guess the conversation is, guys, we tanked last year, and that was already stuff we already showed in 2017. What the hell are we going to do yeah. and show this year that's going to keep people peaked and interested? Yeah. Let's let's not do it. Yeah. Um, and PSX, same thing. What are they going to show at PSX that we haven't seen outside of, again, some, and no disrespect, but to some indie games and third-party uh, partnerships that they have, which are important. Don't get me wrong. I get that. You need those. But what else are they going to show? Yep. So how crazy would it be they step back, okay, we got nothing. If we do this, we're just going to tank and hurt our brand even more. PSX, we got nothing. But let's blow the shit out of the water and surprise everybody and have an amazing launch, an amazing start to our next generation so let me let me put a let me sort of grow my skepticism a little bit more microsoft has been working on something for a very very long time they have um my company actually partnered with microsoft recently um well the company i work for um we use their uh azure cloud hosting systems Mm -hmm. and um it's the same cloud hosting that they want to do the um, Microsoft cloud gaming on. Scarlet or whatever they're calling it? I actually don't know the name. I think it's Scarlet. Uh, that's wicked. Cool. Yeah. It's um, a code name. It'll be something different. <laughs> but, you know, I, I work with I work with that network. It's impressive. So essentially what they've done is they basically turned the Xbox One X into rack servers. Oh, okay. So you literally just open your cell phone, tablet, turn on your TV, and you just log into it, hmm. and you just play. The game is it's just being brought to you over the internet. Right. Um, the way that Azure works, or Azure, I still don't know which one it is, it is very low latency. Like I'm, it's, it's impressive hardware, and they can just turn on more servers if they need it. Like the way it all works as virtual machines is impressive. So at Xbox, or sorry, yeah, Xbox's Microsoft's E3 last year, they already said they have it up and running. Mm-hmm. They have, they're they're an alpha. Let's just put it that way. And they talked about it more. Debuted it at their live event that they had, the EXO. Yeah, okay, event that's in Mexico. What, yeah, yeah, yeah. So they already have it up and running. Yeah, it's coming around the corner. Um, and Sony's done nothing with PlayStation now. It's not. I I don't know a single person who's ever paid for that service or tried it. It's funny because I agree, but apparently, if you look up stats, and again, uninformed source here, so sorry, I can't really say anything about it. But when you look up stats, it's actually doing quite well. And a lot better now than it has been. See, I find I think maybe that might be Europe and Japan might be huge. Like the Asia's Europe. I don't think in North America maybe. people care for it. Like it's just cloud gaming, that kind of thing. Well, a lot of people's internet here isn't that great. Well, it depends. Like for where we are, we're good. But a lot yeah. of people in the U.S., they don't have yeah, that's solid true. internet. There's a lot more rural locations. Yeah, that, that's the biggest concern with this, even Microsoft Scarlet mm-hmm. going this way, is people's internet structure isn't there. Yeah. In, that's North America. That's mm-hmm. one of the, if not the largest market. Like, how? Why? Like, that's a big risk, right? That's what people are saying. Um, no, I and sorry if I'm cutting you off there, no, too. No. But it's... Uh, I, that's for me where I don't understand where everyone's kind of unsure of why Sony's doing that. 
I, I think it's a lot easier to be angry than it is yeah. to be happy. You know, I, I, I personally, if that is the move, I understand it. Now there could be other things behind it. Maybe I think a big thing is they just have freaking nothing else to show. Yeah. So why bother wasting everybody's time and pissing more people off? So changing gears a bit from Sony, um, you got now this massive gap physical, right? Cause that stage that they use and that the space is empty. Uh, you got uh, Microsoft and Nintendo, who are obviously clearly attending. What do they do? How, how can they take advantage of Sony not being there to push them forward? Are you actually asking me? Yeah. So here's the thing. Microsoft kind of doesn't... They do E3, but they kind of don't do E3, right? Like they do the day before at their own conference location. Well, that's that's theirs. Yeah, that's how they do it. Yeah. But then they attend E3 after. They have a playable area yeah. and all that jazz. And so there's this whole stoking expectations. You've kind of hit the nail on the head. And I'm trying to be an optimist. And I, I don't know if we're going to go 18 months without a Sony conference. I don't. I think that that's a little extreme. In the gaming industry, that can do a lot of damage. They have to be aware of that. Um, I mean, within selling the PS4... Within this, they their console came out ten days before the Xbox One, and in the first year alone, less than eighteen months, they were out selling three to one. Mm-hmm. Xbox has never been able to make up that ground. Correct. And it took them until twenty eighteen to finally have a third party game that could finally ship their console. Because <laughs> <laughs> I think everyone everyone debated the option. Red Dead 2 runs better on Xbox One X. Yeah. Do I get an Xbox One X just for Red Dead 2? Yeah. Um, right. So I don't know if we'll go the full 18 months. Microsoft, I don't think will. I mean, they're, they're just going to keep riding this. I'm not going to say high, but they just bought two more studios. Like I think Microsoft is going after being more a part of the industry because if they, if they take on more studios and if they become more the, this is what I've been trying to think of for the last 20 minutes. I think Microsoft is going after the framework of mm-hmm. the gaming industry and yeah. less about being just the one console in underneath your TV. Right. I think, I think they're moving well beyond that. SharePlay started that. That was awesome where you could buy an Xbox one game and play it on PC mm-hmm. for free. Mm-hmm. Um, they keep hitting sort of the nail on the head. Sony's just like, Hey, we sell amazing hardware. The games ran great or run great to this day on it. But they're not getting, they're not expanding. And every time they tried, it didn't really work like VR. Right. Like, you know, I'm not holding around joysticks with little colored balls on them, trying to smack things out of the air. Mm-hmm. Uh, it looked bad. I had it for a day. Um, <laughs> it wasn't great. So ultimately, I don't know if we'll go the 18 months, but Nintendo has a phenomenal chance to step up because I think we're getting to that point where in a year or so we'll hear about the next switch mm-hmm. um i think the you know switch U or whatever the some crazy name they'll give it um or a switch plus like an upgraded version with more yeah. power um but this is their this is it like mm-hmm. look at their launch for the end of this year well that's so you know and i'm, I'm hoping our guys listen to this so matt and you know matt being more of our nintendo residency guy here I, I do wish he was here for this um and it's funny and again it's going to sound like and i know 
our, our two counterparts here would really get going off of this. Oh, yeah. uh, my next comment here. But even with Sony not being there, I really don't see what Nintendo and Microsoft can do to outdo what Sony has coming next year. And I know that sounds weird, but when you look at Microsoft's conference, uh, E3 of 20, uh, 2018, they showed a ton of games again. And don't get me wrong, they're not bad. There's an audience for them. But not a lot of first-party games, not a lot of big first-party games, nothing that's blowing people out of the water. In fact, the you know one of the big ones was Crackdown, and that got delayed again, and they're redoing it, and it's... Another issue with their first-party games. They're third-party solid. It, it, nothing. There's nothing on yeah. it right now. Um, so it's it's funny because I don't see Microsoft even at next year's E3, and they could surprise me. Maybe this is the year, and they could take advantage of Sony not being there. That they do. They surprise everybody. But I do think they're looking more at their framework. They're looking at building this network of studios, um, of uh, you know, actually a physical network to support their future of gaming. Their idea of what it is. And it's, it's here, as they said. So I think their focus is there, which is good, because Sony, I think, should adopt what they're doing and, and also change their yeah. system around to be similar, because that does seem to be where the future is going. Now you got... Uh, so Microsoft, I really don't think they're going to bring much to next E3. I really don't. Um, and again, that's just me. But I, I don't see what they're going to really yeah. show. That's going to be like, oh my god, I got to go buy an Xbox this year. So, really quickly... Mm-hmm. If, if you remember the list of games I read off, it took till number five to be a first-party title. Yeah. The top four were all third-party. Yeah. Which sell on all systems. Which sell on all systems. The thing is, Microsoft has Windows. Mm-hmm. They have the Windows Store. Steam runs on Windows. Yeah. Origin, which is EAs. All these people, Bethesda Net, all these things run on Windows. This is what I mean about framework. I wonder if Microsoft's like, why are we making a console Right. Okay. Okay. We don't need a console. We need an infrastructure. We need framework. Mm -hmm. We need the next Windows XP that ran on everything, everywhere. Right. Buy 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 a a Huawei. Whatever that thing was called. Huawei. Huawei. Mm -hmm. No, no, not the phone. Ouya. Yeah. Oh, one of those things. Yeah, 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 yeah. And connect to the internet. Play Xbox games. Buy a tablet, right. play Xbox. Okay. Buy a Mac, play Xbox. Your iPhone. Your iPhone, right? Play Xbox. Um, so I think this is I think this is their vision. And if anyone at Sony, because it's clear as day, they haven't said it yet, but it's you know cloud gaming. The whole idea behind it is doesn't matter what it is. You want to play Xbox? Get a PlayStation. Like it's essentially, <laughs> it's got a web browser. <laughs> yeah. And Sony doesn't have that. See, no. they've gone after. The console, sit in front of the TV, the couch potato gamer. Yeah. Um, That's the bread and, and butter. That, that has been the bread and butter for a while. And they, like, what do you do? Do you do you lower expectations show up and not have anything to show, like you're saying? Yeah. It, absolutely. Do you risk going MIA for a little while, mm-hmm. which everyone knows is still not going to look good? Correct, yes. So, I don't know, man. I don't know where to go with that, but ultimately, like... My eyes are Microsoft, and I'm right. not an Xbox guy. Luke is a more a resident mm-hmm. Microsoft guy, but mm-hmm. I, I'm curious because the idea of cloud gaming is I, it, I can literally like buy one game once yeah. and play it anywhere I go. Yeah, I, I'm very, very curious. As much as I said, like I don't, I'm not really excited or think of 
anything groundbreaking in terms of software that they're going to release. I really do hope they take this as an advantage and, and take the time to show now everything coming to fruition. Because even last year was a lot of talk. Again, we're going to do this. We're going to do that. And they've said that before. Their HoloLens went nowhere. Um, like, Oh, you're talking about Microsoft? Yeah. That's still used to this day. Is it? I, I can, it's, it's one of these things where they don't really care about you and I owning it. They right. want the doctors. They want. Oh, okay, I see. They, they want the engineers to show it to a bunch of gamers. Then again, my point is, it's it's not. I don't see it in homes. I don't see people talking about. it. I don't see videos of people doing. They shit with used. It. They used um, the Connect infrastructure to build Hololens. Right. But they use Minecraft as its like platform yeah. to kind of show what it could do. I think that's with why gamers. everyone associates it with gaming. Yeah. It was with students. Oh, okay. Okay. Because Microsoft in the classroom. Right. Oh, okay, okay. So Minecraft is actually used in the States to, mm. to actually teach. Okay. So like private schools and some higher, uh, higher like funded schools will actually use my, uh, Minecraft as a way to like, because you can actually learn a lot of like basic skills, mm-hmm. not <laughs> mathematics, stuff like that from Minecraft, okay. um, you know, setting priorities, stuff like that. So it's used in the classroom and Microsoft's making a big push for the classroom because Mac's backing away from it. Okay. All right. So maybe there, but you know, I'm I'm curious to see what Microsoft does. Now we got the the other guys, Nintendo. So here's Nintendo has an amazing, incredible year. Great end yeah. to 2017, an amazing 2018. Smash Bros is coming out. That's not even out yet, and that's gonna, I'm sure, you know, uh, just revolutionize that that industry and, and that uh, that title as well. Um, but here's my thing with Nintendo. So, what are they doing next year? We got a Metroid game that has been announced. Uh, I don't think Star Fox has. Um, I think an F-Zero was. Maybe. Star Fox does? Ubisoft? I don't know why I'm not all of a sudden, sorry. Ubisoft has a new game coming out. Star Seed? Star yeah, something? Yeah, that sounds familiar. It's coming out for all platforms, but only on the Switch do you get Star Fox in it. Oh. And the Star, Star Fox story. Okay. But it's a Ubisoft title. Okay. But, so, like, again, so kind of my point with Nintendo is they kind of blew their load a little too early. Like, they're literally in their first year of their console, and every major title, which is, mind you, a fantastic thing for gamers. Yeah. This was a great year for Nintendo. Um, but Mario's already out. Zelda's already done. Smash Bros. already done. Mario Kart's already the done. The follow-up to Zelda's being worked on, though. They're, they are doing it. Is like it they, going to be ready for next year? Not ready, but they, they can pull a Sony and just announce it 10 years in advance. <laughs> I mean, they can pull a Square Enix and announce a remake to Final Fantasy VII seven years prior. Yeah. So, again, this People is where it would be good to have, you know, guys, you know, we, we do respect yeah. your opinion here. So, the, Matt and Luca probably know a bit more about this than you yeah, and I. Yeah, Luca, Matt, if you agree or disagree, hit the like um, and subscribe. <laughs> <laughs> Leave a comment. Uh, so... But really, from what I've seen, things I've read to my nature, I don't know what Nintendo has for next year. They are moving that system with ports. Right. And, that, and I've said that before, that that's not good. I don't want that. I, like, for me, I don't want a, a console that's just a bunch of ports coming out. So when you, when you think about it... You, just, you basically just described PC. Like This is really going <laughs> to, I'm sure, get under people's skin here, but... How funny would it be when E3 comes and I'm still like, and Sony still has better titles coming out than the other two guys for next year? 
Like, I, I really don't know what the other guys are doing. Now, the good thing is, I hope they surprise me. Yeah. Because now's their chance. Now's where they have to come out and do something to get people to finally, not finally, that's really bad for me to say, sorry, to really pay attention to them. Where it's no longer you got the big guy going. There, Sony's out of the picture. So what are you going to do to capitalize off of this and to get everyone's attention? Not the Nintendo fans, everybody's attention. Those Sony fans pick up a Switch. What's Microsoft going to do to finally get everybody else to pay attention to them? Because I don't think they did that last year. Now, again, Nintendo, they did great, and they, they really catered to the Nintendo fans by giving them everything they want. Their major titles, here you go. And with Nintendo, that's usually three, four years into their life cycle, their system. They gave it to you all in year one. Like, I don't know what else they have. So it's like you, you got the two extremes. You got Sony who's shown you everything, and, you know, here, here it is. The rest of the console, it's at its end of its life. This is everything else, except, you know, you're going to get your third parties. You'll get some indies. This is all we got first party. You're done. Here it is. Enjoy it uh, until it comes out. You got Nintendo who's like, oh, my God, we want to give you everything. Here it is. Here's everything. You got it now. Well, They've done it in stages, but, yeah, like, yeah. You're, you're absolutely right. I well, what's coming? Yeah. What's big coming out next year for them? Uh, and then Microsoft is kind that of... is cringing. <laughs> <laughs> I know this is great. This is great. Um, and then Microsoft, they're Microsoft. I, I don't know. They're they're just kind of coasting right now. Okay, they realize they can't catch software. up. Yeah. Software. They can't catch up right now. So they're saying, okay, what do we do to change as a company? How do we make ourselves different and get people to start noticing hey man, us? They have six right? months to figure out how to fit more ads on the UI of Xbox. <laughs> <laughs> All right, listen. Shots fired. <laughs> so... I'm, I'm really curious to see what these guys do. And it's time for them to really step up and take advantage of this. Yeah. Uh, but Can I play will they? Though? Will they? That's, what yeah. I'm, that's my question, is will so, they? Well, little cons- E3 cons- uh, conspiracy theory. E3 is its own entity, right? Stands for the Electronics Entertainment Expo. Mm-hmm. It shouldn't Three. be. <laughs> oh, man. That's what it stands for? Um, they don't... I don't think it needs Sony Microsoft and Nintendo. It shouldn't be surviving on them. It should be like, here's the future of the technology. Here's the future of the industry. Here's the future of the PCs, all this stuff. But over the years, the Microsofts, the Sonys, the Nintendos started to pretty much become the staples. Mm -hmm. And this is why, like, playing devil's advocate, why does everyone care that E3? Why do you care so much that Sony's not at E3? There's Gamescom, GDC... There's all these other massive events, thousands. PSX. Wait, no. <laughs> yeah, they'll throw the event. They're not attending. <laughs> <laughs> so Spencer, if you're listening to this, <laughs> PSX is yeah. open. <laughs> How amazing is that? Um, so, I mean, the other thing too is we've got a PlayStation Five on in the works, and we we've got lots of time to sit down and and talk about what we we we've already technically talked about like kind of hopes dreams for it. Ultimately, though. I want Sony to take as much time. I don't want to wait two and a half years in the life cycle of a console, three years life cycle of a console, to set my own wallpaper. <laughs> yeah. Okay? Play movies off a hard drive. Change your name. <laughs> let's let's not get into that. Dude, that's... They're not perfect, guys. When, when 20, that's 20-something 20 years. It's not even out yet, though. <laughs> yeah, not even. Yeah. It's a, still a beta. It's a disaster. But that's Sony. You might lose all of your digital <laughs> licenses to DLCs and everything. But hey, hey, you're not 
impending doom too anymore. <laughs> yeah, I know. There's some there's some bad names, and they're not perfect. But I really, I really do feel that they're you know to kind of wrap it up here. They're not needed there this year, and I think they, for once, maturely enough, realize that and said, you know what, we really goofed last year. We thought we knew what we're doing. Um, we're yeah, full of ourselves. They're, they got the biggest head in the industry because they're leading the pack by a mile, yeah. 10 miles, 100 miles. So I think they started kind of converting back to the PS3 era where they were getting too cocky. And I think somebody finally said, whoa, whoa, the, the, we got we to gotta take it back. And if we have nothing to show, let's not do this. Let's really focus our time, and this is me hoping because I don't work for Sony, let's focus our time on the next thing. Mm. And let's... You know, you got Xbox work on their next thing. Let's make it look like child's play. Yeah. And that's what I'm hoping. And the one thing that's going to do that is a goddamn 4K Blu-ray Blu-ray player. Sorry. You got that, Sony? Let's do this. Uh, you know I'm what? kidding. They, I, they, they, really need to, they really need to come out of the gate. And, and if they're going to miss E3, they're going to miss their PSX. Um, I, I want to be completely just blown out of the out of the water. Yeah. I, I want to be blown away. I want to be like jaw dropping. Like, what the hell are we witnessing right now? Yeah, and that's what they got to do. And I'm hoping that's what it is. I I want to be that optimistic. I don't. I you, here's the thing to to kind of set expectations for you and our listeners. Sony as a whole is too big. So you look at things like. They're the leading technology. They're the technological leader in the film industry for cameras and stuff outside of Red. They have memory cards and CDs and Blu-rays and all this other stuff. TV, sound bars, computer. Okay, well, Veo's not around anymore, but you get my point. They have they have too much leadership, and this is why we have PlayStation VR. This is why we have PlayStation View. Mm-hmm. Do you know what that is? It's a broadcast oh. system. Yeah, no, so it's like an online subscription version of like, like you know this thing that, what do you call it? Is it basically you pay for small TV packages? Well, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's only in like San Francisco, New York. Like cable. Chicago. Yeah, but nowhere else. It's like there's too many big parts that mm-hmm. want their hand on that PlayStation Pie because it is a money maker for them. Right. Uh, 80, 84 million people yeah, have it. So. Microsoft has been battling that for years. Look at all the stuff they had. They launched the Xbox One with Kinect and then dropped it within 24 mm-hmm. months. Completely dropped it. Mm-hmm. Okay. All the, the Not the HoloLens. They were talking about the audio and the, the cameras around the entire room, that tracking system. Right. They had a game with a small child you played with. Milo? I Milo, think. yeah. 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 God, I can't remember the name. Thank you for that. That was weird, playing with a small child. Not, not a good uh, yeah. advertisement. You walk in the room, it's like, hi. It's like, <laughs> I've seen movies that end where people die. That started exactly <laughs> like this. How was your day? Listen, I've got real friends, kid. Go play with your goldfish in the pond. You're fine. Your koi pond. It's like you don't feed them for three days. <laughs> Yo, they're bringing Tom, uh, pe- like, uh, Pokemon Tamagotchi's back. Ooh. Yeah, that was anyway. That's another topic. Um, so, like, I think this is why Nintendo, every time, <laughs> there was the Wii U. Mm-hmm. Um, I, Nintendo has done a phenomenal job hitting all the right strides other than the Wii U mm-hmm. because it's just Nintendo. Right. This is what they do. Yeah. And there isn't a TV or a, a something else. A that streaming they, service, uh, whatever it is. Yeah. I mean, they're so unified that the chat system's not even on the console. <laughs> 
Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, anyways, we'll wrap it up. I digress. But, yeah. Um, I think Microsoft's in a fantastic position. Not that I'll ever get like Xbox or anything like that personally, but I think they're in this fantastic position to keep going in the direction they are. They'll survive on third party. We just saw. Yeah. The, the four top selling games are third party. were. Uh, oh, Black shoot. Ops, Red Dead, Black Ops, Red Dead, Assassin's, Assassin's Creed, Creed Odyssey, and NBA 2K19. Mm-hmm. Okay, all third party. You can play them on everything. Yeah, Microsoft doesn't. And uh, Microsoft doesn't need Halos anymore and stuff like that to turn consoles. The right. name sells, mm-hmm. um, and they're backing the right players. Yeah, um, a lot of the times games are coming out and they're just beyond yeah, the Xbox One X. They're just it's a it's something else. Mm-hmm. Um, it, there's no game that crashes like they do on Xbox. <laughs> and that's all I have to say. Uh, but they're, I think they're, my prediction, my prediction yes. um, is that they have their eye on something else. Mm-hmm. And my fear is that Sony spread themselves thin, losing probably tens of millions on PlayStation VR. The amount of hardware. You think so? Oh. I don't know. I, I think they're... they're I think the way they've advertised it and the way it's selling, that it's doing what they expected and that it's still not fleshed out. I think people know that's your point of like this trial, it's a beta, like things that you hear and if you talk to anybody, people know that there's not these crazy mind-blowing games coming out for Mind you, there's really good games out for now, but it's like it's still a work in progress. Yeah. Like they're still figuring VR out. We're not there yet, but here's an experience for you. Oh, thanks for saying experience. <laughs> <laughs> so, and in the right context, is VR. So, anyways, uh, you know what? This was this was really good. Yeah, it's mainly, different. I like it mainly because I didn't have anyone here to yell at me and then knock me down. So I'm going to just take this as a win. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, we'll, I'm sure we'll chat with these guys later and on the next uh, next recording. But Aiden, thank you so much for coming by. Thanks um, for having me. This was really good. As usual, please let us know what you guys think uh, about Sony not being at E3. Do you think that's good, bad? Is this going to be a problem? Do they even need to be there this year if you're kind of uh, behind me on that bandwagon? But uh, you can let us know in a few ways on Instagram at Gone Gaming Podcast and on Twitter at Real Gone Gaming. And as usual, please like, subscribe, leave us some reviews, and uh, leave us some comments. We'd love to hear what you guys think. Uh, so for that... Aiden, you're kind of uh, here as well. Maybe we'll uh, play a bit of Black Ops and maybe show you a bit more. I'll show you my white Arabian horse, and I don't mean that in any other context except for Red Dead 2. (laughs) (laughs) And on that note, we're gone gaming.